Hey there, thank you for listening to Watchtower Podcast. For pop culture overview, head to WTCHTWR.com and follow on all the socials at Watchtower underscore media. Our website has some really great new pieces up now, including the first part in Victoria Neuer's series, Cooking Up a Sandstorm, about social development in Saudi Arabia. Plus, we have Emily Baker's look at the winter blockbuster, Wonder Woman 1984. And this week, we debuted Hate Listening with Mihir Kole with a first episode about the Jonas Brothers. So make sure you stay tuned to The Watchtower for all the very latest. Say less episode three, quick recap of last week to get us going. Uh, Mihir, my pick to you for something to watch was the movie version of What We Do in the Shadows, the Taika Waititi vampire comedy. What did you think? I, I really liked it. To be, I mean, honestly, Taika Waititi is an amazing, amazing actor. He's just fun to watch. His performance is great. I also like that you didn't have to... Uh, dedicate too much to the film like it, it didn't take itself too seriously like a lot of vampire films do um shout out to twilight there um, so it's really fun to watch it without having to to worry about what the characters are going to do or what they're thinking it's just it's just pure comedy pure fun a lot of like little um little like secrets revealed that that kind of make you feel oh god i can't believe that was what what like the, the beast being pauline for example i was like what what's going on here uh, and then he gets back it gets back together with her ah, he, it's just it's great i had a i had a good time watching it good good like setting and the the art and and all of that was great as well are you inclined to watch the fx miniseries as a result I, which is on bbc iplayer i don't know what that is is it carried on or it's the same. It's basically the same um, as the movie. It's just in a series form. So none of the oh, okay. characters yeah. remain, but it's also it's also written by Taika Waititi and Chelsea with Stanley. There's completely new characters. So like Matt Berry is in it, Ivan Novak, uh, Natasia Dimitriou is in it too. She's great. And I forget the name of the guy who plays Colin Robinson, who's just the funniest character in the entire series. And also Harvey Guillen is Guillermo. So it's a TV TV version of the of the movie. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Except it, this I'll one's it. set in New York. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll watch it if if it's free. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really um, it's a really accessible. It's a nice, easy twenty minutes as well per episode. Oh, it's only twenty. That's perfect. Okay, because I, I I don't like really long episodes. I mean, it depends what the show is about. But if it's comedic and lighthearted, then twenty minutes is yeah. good. I'm glad you liked it too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so my pick for you was Person of Interest, the, the TV show. Obviously, I don't expect you to watch like, you know, five, six, seven episodes, but even if one, one or two, just to get the premise, what do you think? Did you find it interesting? It was interesting. The only problem I had with it is it's five series long already. Mm-hmm. And I think it's difficult to get started in something that the difference between this and, say, NCIS or CSI or Criminal Minds yeah, yeah. is that it needs something to really differentiate it. So you and I both like Money Heist, for example. And yeah. what's what really sets Money Heist apart is that there's that certain Spanish flair to the series, which differentiates it from a traditional heist series. Yeah. Person of Interest is good. I liked the first episode. I just watched it. But I think that 
I don't see enough to differentiate for me to keep watching it. Also, okay. uh, you know, an hour an episode. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, it's long. And one of the problems that it faces, like a lot of other crime series face, is the each episode is structured pretty similarly. You know, you yeah, set yeah. up the villain. He has to catch him, obstacles along the yeah. way. And then throughout the series, there's some development in his backstory that gets resolved at the end. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. It's very classic. Yeah. Yeah. For, I guess for people who enjoy NCIS and CIS and they haven't, you know, they finished those shows, they want more. I guess it's a good place to start. Yeah. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're new to the genre. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. It wasn't unwatchable, which yeah, sounds no, like exactly. I'm setting a really low bar, but I, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It's just I don't think I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. I mean, we just like to point out that Aaron has unbelievably high standards in, well, most things except women. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. Yeah, well, when it comes to women, Aaron's standards drop through the floor. How do you think they feel? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to our picks for something to listen to. Coming up in about a fortnight's time is REM's 30th anniversary of their big hit album out of time including songs like losing my religion and shiny happy people Mihir, what did you think? well i've i've heard um losing my religion and i've heard some random songs of rem that i obviously i don't remember the names of but i really enjoyed the album it's the kind of music that i would listen to in the background when i'm doing something else uh rather than actively listen to the music which is fine because i need songs like that anyway you know when you're like maybe writing an article or working on an essay and you just want something in the background um, this is really good because it's chill. It's easy to listen to. Uh, the songs are quite nice and you know, it makes you feel a bit creative. I obviously I like losing my religion. I also liked um, what's it called? Country feedback. I think mm -hmm. that was good. Shiny, happy people, obviously good as well, but obviously I'm not going to name the, the ones that people already kind of already know about. Uh, so yeah, belong as well. Good song. Oh, yeah, good so yeah, over, I think, yeah, it's, it's a good album. It's a good album. I'd listen to it in the background for sure. It's not something I'd skip over or not pay attention to. Yeah, I agree with your take that it's not something that needs your undivided attention. Mm. But if it's on in your headphones while you're doing other work, for example, it's a really easy listen. And it yeah, progresses sure. really easily, I thought. You mean like from one song to the next in the album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would I, I some of the times I couldn't tell that the song changed I'll be honest with you <laughs> I, I just felt like it was one you know like the same song just a different tone or something I, I just... I'm with you oh, that's good to hear though two for two my pick for you <laughs> all right and um oh the controversy of what I recommended to you oh yeah um <laughs> we've, would you we've like seen... to explain what happened or <laughs> I <laughs> I would not, although I would tell viewers that there is a there is an Instagram story. Um, uh, what's it called? The, the TV highlight. Yeah, IGTV. Check us um, out. IGTV. Yeah, please do check that out because it embarrasses me, and uh, that's basically you know what people want to listen to and watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, regardless of my errors, what did you think of the song? I thought that it was a decent enough cover version. Yeah. <laughs> of a song it's not the original like you thought it was i was right the whole time it was um originally <laughs> recorded by david bowie and then yes. obviously covered later on by nirvana and midjour it's okay i thought that it was a good version of a song that has a lot of different avenues to explore i think bowie talked about it once himself where mm. he said he couldn't believe that his one of his songs was covered by nirvana of all people and the same kind of goes for midjour Midjour puts his own spin on it, and you can tell it's quite synthy. I thought it was quite 80s. It's 
decent enough. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I'll be adding it to my Spotify playlists right this second. But just because, to me, the other ones are superior. But again, it's not an unlistenable version. They haven't... Midjour hasn't totally changed um, the essence of the song mm -hmm. in such a way that we think that it's a completely different song. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's still recognizable. It's, yeah, it's recognizable. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they're it's very different from the um, the Bowie version. You know, obviously there's similarities, and you'll know that it's it's the same song that the lyrics are the same. But I thought the the approach was really different. But I mean, I'll still stand by the fact that I liked this one more. But obviously, I was wrong that it's not <laughs> the original. So, and and to viewers from last week, I do not hate Bowie or have anything against him. I love Bowie. I love his songs. You're it's just, just this one. Slander. It's just willing to slander. You're meant to respect <laughs> the fallen. Hey, at least at least I at least I accept my mistakes, mate. That's that's all you can ask from me. What are you trying to say? Because that it brings no, us no, on to my third pick for you. No, look, I'm just saying that brings me on to my third pick for you, which was the uh, Dave Grohl episode of the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. Um, yeah. We were just talking about Nirvana, so I wanted to know your thought. Right, okay, so I think for the first 20 minutes of the podcast, it's not with Dave Grohl, it's with someone else, a woman, and I didn't catch her name, because I was just <laughs> I was just listening to what was happening. Um, yeah, it's so but after that, and he... Dave Grohl, his assistant, and her uh, his yes. producer. So Dave Grohl comes in laughter. What I enjoyed about the podcast was when Dave Grohl told some of his stories, I think one of my favorite one was the one when he was in, I think it was France uh, or could have been Italy. I'm not sure. One of the two. And he went there to have champagne. Oh, yeah. And he asked, he asked for fried chicken and, and he, it just did not go down well. Um, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the stories Dave Grohl had to tell because I think he's an interesting guy and I'd like to know how he lives his life. Uh, the other stuff in the podcast, the first 20 minutes and, and kind of the filler in between. I'm not a big fan of Conor O'Brien. I think he's way too enthusiastic. But Dave Grohl, I really like. So I enjoy, I stayed for the stories that he said. But obviously, even if it was without Conor O'Brien, if it was just Dave Grohl ranting about what he did in his life, I'd still listen to it. I was going to ask if you would be inclined to listen to other ones. I think a few of my highlights of the podcast as a whole include, there was a more recent one with Brian Cranston, who's, of course, in Breaking Bad. Other uh, especially good ones include Bill Hader's episode and Keegan-Michael Key. If you mm -hmm. might be interested, so I was wondering if you're okay. inclined to listen to those ones too. Keegan, yes, I will listen to him because I I don't. There's no way that that podcast is not entertaining. So I will I I'll listen to that. I'll suffer through Conor O'Brien to listen to Keegan. I love Conor O'Brien. He's him. one of my idols. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Power to you, my friend. I don't like him. <laughs> Although he, you know, some of his some of his stories were quite. You know, when he said. Um, the, the one about Bruce Banner and his, his one of his friends said it was Dave Banner and got into an argument before he was yeah. meant to go on on, on stage. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> I'll give him that. But yeah, I think Dave Grohl carried it for me. And if there's a Keegan, if there's one with Keegan, I will watch that. All right. All right. And uh, my wild card to you uh, was Love, Death and Robots, the anthology series on Netflix. Obviously, I've written an article about it. I don't know if you read it before you watched the show or after. Up to you. But what did you think? Which, which? let me ask you this. Which episodes did you watch? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to have to get the list up in front of me. I did watch a few. I watched maybe four or five. So yeah, I watched, right. yeah, I watched The Witness which is the one set in Hong Kong. Yeah. When the yogurt took over. As the <laughs> yes. guy from Futurama. Okay. Uh, Beyond the Aquila Rift or Aquila Rift. I'd watched that yeah. one. 
three robots. Yeah. I think that was the first one I watched. The one that has Chris yes. Parnell. Uh, the live action one with Topher Grace and like... I was going to ask. I was, I was worried Elizabeth you weren't going to say you watched that. <laughs> oh, no, of course. Yeah. I like that one. Oh, and I watched the one alternate histories about the different ways Hitler would have died. Yeah, okay. I was pleasantly surprised overall. I kind of liked yeah. it. Some of them... It's... Yeah, like some Go of on. them... I wasn't a big fan of Beyond the Aquila Rift. I did like when the yogurt took over. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Free Robots, not bad. The Witness, which I watched this morning, was not bad. Yeah, overall, I was pretty impressed. I have to say, I wasn't initially that interested. But when, yeah. after I read your article, and also looking at the fact that, you know, it's below 17 minutes per episode, pretty much, yeah, I was yeah. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. I think one of the advantages that you mentioned last week about it being an anthology is that when the, uh, when the second series comes out, it won't be such an obligation of, oh, man, I've got to watch all 18 episodes basically in one go. Like you yeah, said, yeah, that's really true, you can yeah. choose between a bunch of different episodes. And I think that will help. So yeah, I'm looking forward to season two. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you. I think the I think you would have liked it because there's, like I said, there's 18 stories, and it's really unlikely that you wouldn't like any of them. Yeah. Um, and that, that's that's my main point to other viewers is that it's you don't have to invest anything in this show. When the yogurt took over is what it's it's seven minutes long, isn't it? Yeah. It's really short. If you guys want to watch one thing, you're just bored, you want to check some something out. And all of these, the animators, you know, they, they're all from different countries. They work really hard. So you'll notice the witness looked really different to all of the other episodes. Uh, it's because that, that's what the, the idea that they had in mind was the, the fear and the, the nausea and all of that stuff that the, the character was going through. I think that's really fun. Um, Beyond the Aquila yeah, Rift looked like a PS5 game. It did. It, it, the animations were really good. I thought Beyond the Aquila Rift was, the ending was really, is, 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 is one of those images that's not going to leave my mind for a while. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's a good show. There's some stuff to watch there for everyone. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was suitably impressed. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good anthology i definitely recommend it okay so that means we have a new set of picks to do for the next week as we edge slightly closer to getting out of our houses and being able to do the show in person for once which would be nice but we get there very slowly indeed so another set of picks something to watch something to listen to and a wild card for mm -hmm. this week so my uh choice of something for you to watch me here is aligned with an article that i have up today which celebrates the five-year anniversary of this movie winning Best Picture at the Academy Awards. It's one of my favourite movies ever, Tom McCarthy's masterpiece, Spotlight, starring an ensemble cast, really. It doesn't really have a star as such. Um, it does have Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Rachel McAdams, John Slattery, Liev Schreiber, Brian Darcy James, who's actually in the first episode of Person of Interest. I knew, I knew him from somewhere. Spotlight is just a phenomenal, unbelievably good movie. It's really yep. understated. It gets to a subject matter that's so deep and so personal, but it doesn't miss a beat. Every frame is used perfectly. The pacing is just incredible. And really the, the big success of the movie is that it handles the subject matter that's so tragic and so awful with such delicacy, but at the same time, it keeps a focus on just how awful this was and how many different people's lives it affected to the point it affects the entire world 
It's just, it's an incredible movie. It's two hours you'll never, ever regret. You could have stopped at Mark Ruffalo, my guy. You had me. <laughs> um, He's but great. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great that you haven't said anything about kind of what the movie's about because that just makes it more intriguing for people listening and for me because um, obviously I'm going to go in this with no expectation. I'm not going to know what it's about. I'm not going to think, oh, this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And you've said it's one award. So I think I will check it out. And I love Mark Ruffalo. He's amazing guy. So he's great in this. Stanley Tucci too. He kind of plays up. They play opposite each other and they're both really good. I love Stanley Tucci too. (laughs) Yeah. It won best picture in a really strong year. It beat, um the big short which is another one of my favorite movies yes okay. uh brooklyn to be the revenant for which dicaprio won best actor it's just it's a really spectacularly well done movie there's no bells and whistles it's just it's really a success of screenwriting perfect i okay i'm 97 on rotten tomatoes yeah. all right <laughs> say, say no more say yeah less. Well, that's all i have to say say less 97 <laughs> rotten tomatoes Stay less, 97. That's insane. I've never seen the only movies I've seen get that higher, like you know, like Pixar films or something like that. But that's great. I'll check that out. My pick for you this week is it's not anywhere near as serious <laughs> <laughs> or or a movie that's won multiple awards. It's just a it's just a nice watch, you know, Friday evening, get some ice cream, oh, yeah. uh, sit down in your bed in. It's the perfect date. It's on Netflix. Oh my goodness. Um, it stars Noah Centineo, who is Layless, next one of your loved characters from previous episodes, <laughs> and Camille Mendes, who you know I, I, I also know Camille you have Mendes a deep passion so for. Much. In essence, oh, it's it's a rom com. You know, you love you love them, you hate them, you have your opinions on them. But I think this one's worth watching, uh, mainly because of Noah Centineo and his acting. Uh, lovely guy to watch. Uh, the premise: it's you know how people pay people to go on dates with them, you know, to act as their yeah, like a pretend boyfriend or pretend girlfriend. It's high school setting, blah, blah, blah. So Noah Centineo is trying to get money and he's trying to do this as a side hustle. And he meets meets his character played by, was it Laura, Laura Mar- Margon? Laura Marano. Marano, yes, that's the one. Damn, you know better than me. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, she's the classic, you know, girl who's like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't really care about things, whatever, you know, that kind of person. And Noah's trying to, trying to trying to make it work between them so i think it's it's fun watching it because it's it's entertaining there's some good jokes good acting classic high school rom-com can't go wrong okay so we have yet another high school rom-com <laughs> for two guys in their mid-20s to watch by themselves yes <laughs> look it's got you, look you could have stopped at noah centenary and camila mendez that's yeah, it Say i less. really could have Done. that's all i've written in my notes it just <laughs> says it says the perfect date Dash Noah Centineo, comma Camille Mendes. That's all it says. That's it. Say less. We're done. All right. All right. I'm looking forward to that one. The perfect date. Okay. Something for me here to listen to. My pick is the album Grace by Jeff Buckley. People who grew up in the United Kingdom and did Edexcel GCSE music will know that this album features in the syllabus. Jeff Buckley, who <laughs> tragically died in 1997. Uh, because of a drowning accident in the lake. This was his only album ever. It's one of the most popular rock slash Americana albums of the 1990s, which is saying a lot, knowing the history of modern rock. It's a really excellent album. Standouts include the title track, uh, title track Grace, which is the song they actually feature on the music syllabus 
when you're 16 years old. So if you remember those days, you'll know it front pretty much. Uh, also, his version of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, which is one of my favorite songs ever. It's yeah, I was going to say, version. I recognize him because of Hallelujah immediately. Because I think almost everyone, even if you don't know that Jeff Buckley wrote it, I'm sure everyone's heard this version of it at some point. It's frankly the most iconic version of Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Okay, I'll definitely check out his album. I like Hallelujah. I don't know much about Jeff Buckley. I didn't do GCSEs in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will not be taking an analytical mindset into this and just be there to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, please, please do just try and enjoy it and don't, you know, you don't have to bear the scars of <laughs> staying at school until 6 p.m. Oh, powered solely by donuts. I told um, you that story once, and I my music teacher sent me to the high street down the road to buy us the whole class donuts with like a ten pound note. And I came amazing. back with four big old bags of donuts. To, you so got he four bags and, like, of donuts for ten quid. To, oh, you could buy like four bags, like serious. I'm sorry, where? Sainsbury's, uh, Tesco, nah, Greg's. You're kidding, man. No, you're seriously, kidding. I had change. Ten pounds oh, goes a no. long way in terms oh, of donuts. I might go get a donut after this then. Yeah, it was the only way he could like force us all to stay and work on our That's fair. music theory. He to bribed you with donuts. food. Yep. Smart man. Smart man. Smart man or woman. Me. I'm not sure. Shout out to Mr. Emden. I hope he's listening. <laughs> all right. So Grace album by Jeff Buckley. So my pick for Aaron to listen to for this week is a song by Blur called Ghost Ship. I don't know if he's heard it but it's definitely worth checking out. It's not a whole a whole album. It's just one song. I don't know why it resonated with me somewhere, somehow. It's just a nice song to listen to. Ghost it's lovely. Ship. It's kind of cute. Yes, Ghost Ship. Okay. Which album is it from? Not sure. It came out, it came out on my radio and I thought, this is really nice. This is what I'm going to recommend. <laughs> I'm intrigued yeah. because you say Blur. It's and... the Magic Whip, the album. I like the Magic Whip. I like that album. It has a couple of good yeah. songs. That was the last movie I ever saw in the cinema. Really? Was the documentary about Blur for that album. That was 2015, actually. December 2015. You know, the song is kind of melancholic, but it's got a bit of a cheery, cheery tone, you know, hopeful tone. I think it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen to the lyrics. Just kind of... This is one of those songs where you'd want to pay attention. Okay. Just, you know, it's four minutes long. Just get, get in there, get in your zone, in your feelings, listen to it. See All how right. you feel at the end. I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check a blur song, say less. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on to our final section, the wild card. I've had a long and difficult think about this because I wanted it to be something this week that wasn't something you would have to either listen to or watch like our other picks are. So, mm -hmm. Mihir, for you this week, your wild card is that I know how much you don't like Burger King. But <laughs> if you go and try their Steakhouse Angus Burger, Hi. that's your wild card for this week, is the Steakhouse Angus Burger. Steakhouse Angus Burger. All right, man. Say no more. I will try it. <laughs> I know See, you the, don't my, like my, Burger King. So. My issue with Burger King isn't that it's bad. My issue is that they charge too much for what they actually are, which true. is a fast food restaurant. <laughs> and if there's a McDonald's in the vicinity... I don't know why most people would end up going to Burger King instead. Um, but the Steakhouse Angus Burger is, I've, I've seen it in the menu. I've seen other people eat it. It looks nice. It looks unique. And if I recall, it has fried onions, which I love. 
Yeah, fried onions, the best yep. part. Beef, yep. barbecue sauce, bacon, mayo, sliced tomatoes, cheese, obviously, and crispy yep. onions. For those of you trying to stay fit and lose your weight during the lockdown, um, stay away from this wild card. <laughs> 1,350 calories. Oh, say less. Say less. I'll get that with a normal-sized Coke as well. Oh, my goodness. All right. Steak house. Hey, you can have Diet Coke. Fuck that. Diet Coke is not. <laughs> Diet Coke tastes like, like um, what's it, cough medicine. It's terrible. Delicious. It's terrible. It's, the real wild terrible. card, you'll pay. Ah. Uh, <laughs> of course i the burgers what it's eight quid with the meal oh my days all right in the real wild card make you order like 18 boxes of nuggets and you've got to pay for them that's not a wild card that's just that's that's blackmail <laughs> so okay so of course the, the the wild cards is a bit of a tough category because i can give you wild cards based on on things that i know of things you might enjoy but i think this week i'm going to give you a wild card of it's, it's basically the show, but it has YouTube clips. It's just something I've sunk a lot of time on, on YouTube. It's uh, Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Have you heard of it? I haven't heard of the show. Obviously, I've heard of Penn and Teller. Yeah. So Penn and Teller's Fool Us is a, is a show. It's hosted by Alison Hannigan. Uh, and Say they do less. clips on... I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> they do clips on, uh, on YouTube. Basically, a, a magician, uh, usually well-renowned magicians around the world, come onto the show. They perform a trick. And Penn and Teller try and figure out how they did it. And if they can't figure it out, then the contestant gets a massive trophy, which says a big F you on it. And if they do <laughs> figure it out, then obviously they get nothing. I think it's just entertaining. Um, they're about six to 10 minutes long. I'd say just watch one or two, maybe sort by most popular. Definitely worth, worth watching the Shin Lim one. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's really popped off in the magic world and YouTube world. My guy has he was 65 on, um, million views and... His thumbnail yes. is him blowing smoke, like billowing smoke out of his Yes. Mouth. He won um, America's Got Talent, and then he wow. came back for America's Got Talent Champions, and then he won that too. Wow. Uh, and I think part of it is he's an amazing magician, and the other part is he's also incredibly hot. Um, <laughs> he's got, he's got, the, I think, yeah, watch that. There's, uh, he comes on the show, I think, two or three times. Just watch Shin Lim if you want to. He's entertaining. He's good. I think it's a good wild card because if you enjoy it, you'll sink a lot of time into it. And it's, I think magic is fun to watch, even when you're older. It's just something that intrigues you, keeps things interesting, trying I'm to figure really out intrigued. how people do I am intrigued, yeah. And obviously everyone loves Penn and Teller. Amazing duo. Great guys. Some of the episodes are funny too because Penn gets really mad when a magician <laughs> fools him multiple times. <laughs> like Shin okay. Lim. Okay, well, I'm excited. Um, but yeah, watch it. It's good. Intriguing. Okay, so that's our picks for week three of Say Less. Just to recap, my picks for me here were Spotlight, the Oscar-winning movie, Grace by Jeff Buckley, the entire album, and Burger King's Steakhouse Angus Meal. Uh, it still cracks me up that you, you recommended that. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Don't worry, my guy. I will. And my picks for Aaron for this week to watch the movie The Perfect Date, a rom-com on on Netflix, starring Noah Centineo, Camilla Mendes, and Laura Morano. Uh, to listen, go ship by Blur. And my wildcard for this week was Penn and Teller's Fool Us uh, on YouTube. Very good. We will be back as ever next Sunday for another set of picks, another set of reviews, another set of recommendations. You're listening to Say Less on the Watchtower Media Network. I've been Aaron Casanova. And I've been here for We will see you again next week. Bye-bye.